Baba Kama Daf Kafhet. We last started the third parak of Masechet Baba Kama, discussing what happens if someone leaves his things in a shutabim and someone damages it or he causes damage to other people. And Rav Hashanah sent a question to Rav Nachman. If someone heard another person using the handle of a hoe, what would be the halacha? Rav Nachman asked him what was the case. The person was taking something from him and, and Rav, Rav Nachman said it's good he didn't uh, do more. He could hit him even more trying to save his own things. We said even according to Yehuda who holds that a person is not allowed to take matters into his own hands. When trying to save his things, he is allowed to take matters into his own hand. And Rav Kana brought a braita that Ben Bagbag says a person can outright take something that belongs to him. He can take matters into his own hand. Rav Yehuda explained that's only Ben Bagbag. Rabbanan argue on him. And with that, we're going to start Kafhetamud Aleph, five lines in by the Tashema. The Gemara is asking on Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda said a person cannot take matters into his own hand. We learned in Ebraita, If one ox went on top of another ox trying to kill it, and the owner of the cow on the bottom moved his cow away, and the one on top fell and died, Patur. My, my love, be Mu'ad, are we talking about a situation where the one on top is a shore Mu'ad? He's been forewarned, he already heard three times. They lay up say that way. There's no loss over here. Meaning, let's say the one on top damages the one on the bottom, he would have to pay full price. So when the kill when moving the one on the bottom and the other one on top falls, okay, not a big deal. That he was gonna the owner of the, the cow on top is gonna have to pay anyways. So that's okay. So it sounds like a person can take matters in his own hands. The Gemara explains the law. No, maybe we're talking about a short betam. We're talking about a short tam on top. The ika peseda, there is a loss. See, if the short tam that's on top damages one on the bottom, the owner of the, the one on top only has to pay half damages from the body of the animal, meaning the one on the bottom is at a loss over here. He's only going to get half of what he lost. So therefore, he moved his uh, on the bottom, so he is allowed to take matters into his own hand because he was losing over here, so it's a different story. So the Gemara says, if we're talking about a tam, if I look at the end of the bright that says, if the owner of the one on the bottom pushed the top one off and it died, he has to pay. Now, if we're talking about a short tam and he's losing, why, why is he hayav? He's allowed to save. The Gemara explains, you should just take in the one on top. You should just pick it up, move it off, rather than push it. And you didn't push. You didn't. Uh, you didn't uh, move it. You just pushed it, and therefore you actually caused the death. Meaning you could have done it in a way where the animal on top doesn't get hurt. So now Tashima, the Gemara is going to try to bring another question on Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda said a person is not allowed to take matters into his own hand. Here we have a Brayta. Tashima, we learned in a Brayta, Hamemale Hasar Haberok Kade Yain Vechade Shem. And if a person filled up his friend's uh, backyard with uh, jugs of wine and oil, Baale Hatzer Meshaber Veotzer Meshaber Venichnas. The owner of the the yard is allowed to walk out, break uh, jugs and barrels as he pleases when he walks in, when he walks out. And it sounds like a person is allowed to take matters into his own hand. 
The Gemara answers, Amar Nachman by Yitzhak. No, what does Meshaber Veyotze mean? What does that mean? He's allowed to break and leave. That's if he's going to the Betin. Meshaber Veyotze is allowed to break when he's coming in. He's going to get uh, uh, cameras, pictures, proofs. Whenever he's bringing his proofs, meaning if he's doing something for Betin, he's allowed to go in and out and break. If he's not doing something for Betin, then he's not allowed to uh, break. And you could uh, say that it's like Rav Yudad, that a person is not allowed to take matters into his own hands unless he's losing. So the Gemara asked another question of Yehuda. Tashima, minaylan etzah shekalu lo yama verabo misrahev bo latzet. We're talking about Ma'avid Ivri. He worked the six years. He's supposed to go free. He doesn't want to leave. The owner is trying to push him to get out, and the guy doesn't want to get out. Vehabal veasa bo habura. And while pushing him, he hurt him. He made a wound on him. Shehu patur. How do we know that the owner is patur from paying? This pasuk is in regards to someone who killed by mistake. He can't pay his way out of going to Na'ir Miklat. He has to go to Na'ir Miklat. And we're Doresh, you cannot take kofir, you cannot take money for someone who wants to go back. Meaning if the slave wants to go back to being a slave, we're not going to allow him. Now, the owner is not really losing anything by him staying over there. So why is he allowed to hurt him? Obviously, a person is allowed to take matters in his own hands. We're talking about a slave who's stealing. And therefore, he's trying to get him out of there so he doesn't uh, he doesn't steal from him. And then he hurt him. So in that case, since there was a loss, he's allowed to take matters into his own hands. But the asks, but up until the Yovel or the seven years, whatever it is, he, he never stole. And now he's starting to steal? Meaning, what happened until now that he didn't hit him? So the Gemara explains, Up until now, he was scared. He was working for his master. So he was scared of him. He didn't steal anything. But now that he's supposed to leave, He's not scared of his master. And he started stealing. And there's a loss over here. So the man's allowed to do whatever he wants to get him out of the house. And if you heard him, he's patur. No, that bright is talking about Over there we're talking about an Ivid. He's Ivid Avery. His master gave him a Shifha Kenaanit so they could have children. And up until now, up until now it was Mutar. Now that it's time to leave, Isura, it's Asur. He's not going to stay married to this Shifha Kenaanit. So he's trying to save him from Isur. He's pushing him out. And therefore, he's Patur if he hurt him. You're sort of pushing a person away from doing an avera. It has nothing to do with, uh, with taking din into his own hands. So now the Gemara has a question. According to Arab's Shita, that a person filled up a shutarabim with uh, barrels. And the, the question is according to either both Rav Yudan and Rav Nahman, or just according to Rav Nahman. Depends how you learn it, like Hashirah's fault. Very good to look at this. Tashema. We, the Mishnah said, mm-hmm. If a person left a jug in a shutarabim, someone else tripped over and broke it, patur, the reason he's patur is because he tripped over it. But if you broke it on purpose, it's hayav. Now, this is a problem either on Rav Nahman, who said a person is allowed to take the deen into his own hands, or it's a problem on Rav Yehuda. Also, who said that in the case of a loss, a person is allowed to take the in, into his own hands. Here, a person's walking in a shutarabim, he's at a loss, he has to get to wherever he has to get to in time, and there's a, a whole bunch of barrels in a shutarabim. It sounds like if he broke it on purpose, he would be hayav. 
So Amar of Zivid Mishmedi Rabah, who Adina Filo Shebara, no, even if he broke it on purpose, he's Patur. So what's the reason it said if he tripped over and broke it? Because I did the Kabbalim at Nesafa, because in the Sefa, we want to say that in Huzak, Baal, Habit, Hayav, Benisko, that if he got damaged, then the owner of the barrel has to pay him for his damage. The dafka and kal, you only have to pay for damage if you you tripped and by mistake got hurt. Aval Shabbat, but if he was bringing it on purpose and then he got hurt, law, then the then the owner of the barrel does not have to pay because the huazik and nafshe because because he hurt himself. So since the sefa wanted to say the word nitkal because they have a whole uh, limud over there, kataneresh nitkal. So the resh also said nitkal, but it, but it, technically you could break it as well. So again, the Gemara again has a question on Rav Yudan, Rav Nachman, or just Rav Nachman. Tashima. This is uh, this brata is in regards to two men fighting. One of them's wife uh, grabs the other person in his embarrassment uh, part, uh, meaning the Tasha calls, and the pasuk says vekatsota et kapah. You have to cut off her hand. Now, what does that mean? Mamon. We don't actually cut off her hand. Rather, we just um, make her pay whatever it's worth. Um, damage, the embarrassment, etc. Now, my love, are we talking about a situation where there's no other way of saving her husband unless she grabs the, the other person and still we're making her pay? Why? Because a person now take the deen into his own hands. law. Over there, it's talking about Sheikh Over there, she could save a different way. She could take this and throw it at him. She could uh, yell, scream, whatever it is. But if there was no other way and she grabbed the other person, then she would be patur. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, but when the Sefa says, and this is the Rasha of the Sefa, it says, when she sends out her hand and she has to pay, it's coming to exempt a shalih betin that if he did that, he wouldn't have to pay for the embarrassment. Let the Braita or let the Mishnah say that the difference would be something totally else. When do we say she's Hayav? If there's another way to save, but if there's no other way to save her husband, Petura. So why doesn't the Brayta just say that? Why do we have to go into the whole sugya of Prat l'shaliyah bedin? So the Gemara explains, Ha-chanami kamar. No, this is exactly what the, the, they're trying to say. But medvay mamurim, when she hayah, b'shechadat z'aliyah de'davara hayer, avadinai chodat z'aliyah de'davara hayer, it, when do we say she's Hayav and, and she could save in a different way? But if she can't save in a different way, then then her hand becomes like a Shaliyah Betin, that she's Patur from embarrassing the person, and she doesn't have to pay. And the Gemara again asks another question on Rav Yudan Rav Nachman. Fine. Tashema. Let's say a person had a public path going through his field. And he, he, he wasn't interested in people walking in, in the middle of his field, so he covered it up, blocked it, and he gave them a way to go through the side. Whatever they used to have is theirs, and whatever he now gave them, he doesn't get back, it belongs to them. Now, if you hold, the person could take the law into his own hands, then Linkoyot Pazravility, we should hold, take a stick and stand by the, the original path and say, hey, nobody's coming in over here. Obviously, a person is not allowed to take the law into his own hand, even if he's at a loss. 
So Amar Rav Zevid, Amishamid de Rav Rav Zevid explains the name of Rabba that a person can bring take judgment in his own hands. Gezera Sheme Itenaim Derech Akaton. Over here, there's it's a different story. Over here, there's a Gezera that they get their original uh, path because a person might give them a messed up uh, path. He might it goes sideways, it goes up and down. It's a rocky road. And we don't we don't want to take a chance that a person's going to give the public a bad uh, path. Therefore, we're going to tell we're going to tell the person that they get the original path. Rav Amar No, we were talking about a situation where he gives them a messed up path, and that's why he doesn't even get back his own uh, path. Meaning, we're punishing him. Rav Amar. Call me Listen, whenever you you make the path on the side, that's called messed up because It used to be in the middle. Now you moved it to the side. Okay, for these people it's far. For this person it's close. And it's not fair for the people who is far. So now the Gemara wants to understand. If a person cannot take back the original path, so why can't he take back his original path? Why didn't he say, "Hey, you guys go back to the original path, and I want my uh, my path"? So that explains Mishum de Rav Yehuda. It's because Rav Yehuda said, "If there's a path that the public uh, established that uh, it has a public path, even though it was yours, but once you gave them permission and they established it as a public path." That's it, you can't destroy it anymore, it's their path. So like now again has another question of you done. Rabbi Nahman, Tashema. We learned about that. Bala bay chinih pea mitzad ehad ubawani minatlu mitzad aher. A person left pea the a corner for the anim to come and take. That's one of the mitzvot that a person has in his field. And instead of going to the right side, they went to the left side. Both the sides are pea, meaning whatever they took counts. Now, if you hold the person to take the deen into his own hand, why should both count as peah? A person should take a stick and stand over there. Hey, you can't take from here. The other side is your corner. Go there. Obviously, a person cannot take the deen into his own hands. So, Amarava, no, my zevezepa. What does that mean when we said zevezepa? It's lepotran mina maaser. It's coming to say that if the ani took from the other side, you don't have to give maaser on it. So let's say they took a certain amount uh, from the for, from the left side, which is not pea. So now, he, even now, he takes that certain amount from the right side. He still doesn't have to give maaser on it anymore. we learned about hamafkir et If a person made his uh, vineyard hefker ownerless, and the morning he woke up and he took uh, grapes from there. Hayav beperet. He still has to give a peret. Peret is if there's little grapes, just a single grapes that are left in the vineyard. You have to leave them for the poor people. Uba'olelot, uh, thin uh, grape clusters in a straight line. If if they were left, you have to leave it for the poor people. Uba'shichai, anything that you left over that you forgot to pluck, you have to leave for the poor people. Uba'pe'ah, and also have to leave a corner for the poor people. All this because it says the word ta'azov. It says it two times, one in Vayikra and the other one in Devarim. And here's the important part, upatur min ha-ma'asir. And you don't have to give ma'asir in all those parts. 
So the same way over here, a person would be patrum aser from a field that he made owner. The same thing if the poor people took from the wrong side by mistake and then he took from the other side, he doesn't have to give maaser because that area that that he took from is considered ownerless, I meaning it belongs to the Aniyim. And even though he took it, it's patur from maaser. So again, that had nothing to do with taking din into your own hand or not. Rather, it has to do with uh, the laws of Maaser. Next, Mishnah. Nishbera kado If someone's barrel broke or someone's jug broke in a shutarabim and he didn't take out the broken pieces or the water, someone stepped on the water, or he got hurt because of the, the clay, the earthenware that's on the floor, Hayav, the owner of the barrel has to pay him. If a person had intent to hurt someone, then he has to pay. If he did not have intent to hurt someone, he's patur. And the Gemara starts, When did we say that the owner of the of the jug is Hayav? That's That's only if the person who stumbled, if his clothing got uh, dirty with, because of the water that came out of the jug. But if the person himself got hurt as a result, let's say he tripped and he hit the floor and broke his arm, Patur, the owner of the jug is Patur because Karaka Olam Hezikato, it's the floor that hurt him, not the person's uh, jug or the water. Rav, of course, with his reasoning, we're going to learn it on Dafnun, that when someone falls into a hole, it's only if the, the heat or the air of the hole killed the person. It's not if he fell and drowned the water, fell and hit the ground. It, that's not the reason to be Mehaivim. And Rav Yudah also said, When he said this din from Shmuel, Amar Ali said, it's not true. Mihdi, let's take a look a second. If someone's rock, his knife, his load that he left in the Shuta Rabim hurt someone, we learned the whole din from a hole. All of them have the same din in the sense where it says, uh, it says that if a shore or a if an ox or a donkey falls in shore adam only if an ox dies in there not if a human dies in there then he would be patur hamor it's only if he damaged a, a donkey and not uh, utensils not uh, clothing that's only if he killed when it comes to uh, damages. Adam, Hayav, if a person got hurt, you have to pay for the damage. But if it's his clothing, if it's his uh, utensils, he would be patur. Now, comparing that to our Mishnah, where a person slipped on the water and got hurt, it's uh, the water is considered bor, you have to say that a person getting hurt from the water it has the same thing as a person getting hurt in a bor, and you would be Hayav, and only on the, the the clothing or the utensils you'd be Patur. Verav, what's he going to say to Shmuel? We said that the owner of the jug and the water is Hayab for uh, for damages that are done to the, the Kelim. But if it's Bor, we know that uh, you're not Hayav on damages done through a Bor to Kelim. So Verav will tell you that's Hanemi when is a person hayav on a board? That's when he made it ownerless. He left uh, something in a shutarabim. He dug a hole in a shutarabim and made it ownerless. He said it's not mine. So he caused damage. He, he made a stumbling block and then he walked away. But when he did not make it hefker, 
at that point, it's not considered a bore, rather, it's a person's assets that cause the damage, and that's why you're hayav on any damage that happened to the person's things. So if someone tripped and his clothing got ripped because of someone's jug, you'd be hayav to pay for the clothing, because it's your assets that cause damage. But on the other hand, if if someone fell on the ground and got hurt that way, you don't have to pay because the ground caused the damage. So now, Mativ Rav Oshai, has a question. The Pasuk says, V'nafal shama shor o hamon. Now this is a Braita. Uh, the Pasuk, if a person makes a hole in the ground and uh, an ox or a donkey fall in and the drasha is shor, dafka an ox, v'lo adam not humans. Hamor, dafka donkey, v'lo kelim not utensils or clothing. Mikan Amru, so from here, Hachim said, Nafale tocho shor vechelab. If an ox and uh, and utensils fell in, Venishtabru, and they and they broke, Hamor vechelab venit karu, or a donkey and clothing and, the, and they ripped, Hayab alabema, you have to pay for the damage that was caused to the animal, Patur ala kelim, but you don't have to pay for the utensils or the clothing. And Halema Zedome, what's this deen like? It's as if this deen is like the deen of a person putting his stone, he put a knife, or he put a load. He left it in a shutrabim vehiziku and they caused damage. Now, before the Breta gets a chance to finish, uh, the Gemara pops in with the question, Adraba, what are you talking about? That the case of the boar is like the case of the, the, the stone, the knife, and the load. Adraba, opposite. It's, you're supposed to say, what's like this case? Meaning, the boar is the main case, and you're, and you're supposed to say, oh, what also is like this case? So the Gemara says, you're right. Okay, Ella, we have to change the Girsa and the Braita. My domain is what's like this. Okay, it's what's like the case of a boar. Stone, knife, load, and Rashut Rabim, and they cause damage. Okay, now the Braita finishes the Fihach. Therefore, this is the, the, the problem. If someone tripped over a rock, for example, and whatever he had in his cup, let's say his uh, coffee spilled all over a stone, or the coffee mug broke, then Hayav, the owner of the stone that, that was left over there, has to pay for the coffee or the coffee mug, whatever it is. Now, here's the problem that Oshaya has. Resha, in the first part of the Baita, it, where it says that this deen and the deen of uh, the knife and the load and the stone are alike, it sounds like you're hayab even if you were not a mafkirit. And that's kashyal de rav. Rav said it's only when you mafkir something, it has the same deen as bor. Vesefa, and the, the second part where it says that if you tripped over and you, let's say the cup broke, the owner of the stone is hayab, that's kashyal de shmuel. Because that coffee mug that he that broke is kelim, and if that's uh, and if that stone is a bore, well, we know kelim is not hayav when it gets uh, broken by a bore. So it's a problem with both of them. So now the Gemara stops a second now asks on Rav Oshaya Utamich. According to you, Tikshilach Higufa. This the Brayta itself is a problem. Resha Patur Vesefa Hayav. On one hand, you're telling me in the Resha, the first part that the owner of the uh, of the the stumbling block, whatever you put over there, the obstacle is Patur on anything that uh, that on, on damages of Kelim, and the Sefa you tell me is Hayav. 
Ela, you have to explain that Rav Mitad Satame or Shmuel Mitad Satame. Both Rav and Shmuel explain according to their Shita. Rav Mitad Satame, Rav will explain the Braita, the original part of the Braita, where it says if someone left his stone or knife or whatever it is in the Shut Harabim, he is Hayav, Mishum Boris Patrol Kelim. But what are we talking about? That's only Shef Kiran, same Din as Bor, when you made it Hefker. Avaloy Kiran, if you didn't make your knife Hefker, then it's your money, it's your assets, and therefore your hayav, even if you damage kelim. Lefichach, and therefore, same rule at the sefa. If the guy broke his uh, cup or whatever it is, his plate, uh, because of the stone, the owner of the stone is hayav, because he didn't make it hefker. And Shmuel is going to explain the like uh, according to his shita. And he'll tell you, Once you're telling me that the stone or a knife or a load is like a person's hole, according to Rabbi Yehuda, who obligates someone to pay for broken utensils in the bor, therefore, if someone broke his cup because of the stone, the owner of the stone is hayav. And Amar al-Azhar, Lo shanu ela shenitkal be'even venishof ba'even. When do we say uh, that if a person tripped over the stone, that's when the person tripped over the stone and uh, the the cup or the plate, whatever it was, broke because of the stone. But if he tripped on the ground, then he hit the stone with the cup, then patur, because that was an indirect cause. And Keman, who's this like? Who's Rabbi Lazar like? Not like Rabbi Natan. Rabbi Natan holds that if uh, two people damaged and you can't get in touch with one of them, the other one has to pay the entire thing. Um, over here, uh, since the ground, which also caused the damage, uh, you can't take money out of the ground. There's no owner of the ground. Therefore, the owner of the stone would have to pay everything. So obviously, we don't hold like Rabbi Natan. Rather, you have to say Rabbi Lazar holds like Rabbanan, who says that it's, it's either both of them or the other one is Patur. And Ika de Amr, some say, Amar bil Azar, lo tema benit kal be'even venishof be'even hudim hayav. You're not only hayav if he tripped on the stone and, and the, the copper broke on the stone, then he's hayav, that the owner of the stone is hayav. Aval nit kal be'karakav venishof be'even patur. But if he tripped on the uh, on the ground and then, and then the cup hit the rock and it broke, the, the owner of the stone is patur. Ela afil nit kal be'karakav venishof be'even hayav. He, yeah, the Ika here says that according to Bil Azar, even if he tripped on the ground and the cup hit the, the stone, the owner of the stone is Hayav, Keman, who does he hold like? And over here would be Natan. So we're not sure who Bil Azar holds like. According to the first thing he said, it was according to Rabbanan, according to the Ika he holds like Rabbi Natan. And if there's no owner to the ground, then the owner, then the other owner of the stone has to pay. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, if a person's jug broke in a shoot harabim and someone slipped on the water, the, or the owner of the, the jug in the water is hayav. Rabbi Uda Omer kaven hayav. Rabbi Uda says only if he had intent, then he's hayav. But if he didn't have intent to damage anyone, patur. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean by uh, intent or no intent? Uh, what are you talking about? So, we're talking about a situation where someone's trying to take his jug off his shoulder and put it down, and while he's putting it down, someone tripped over it, and uh, and the, and uh, someone got hurt. At that point, you had kavana to put it down there, and therefore, you're considered negligent, and you're hayav. So, Amar le Abaye. Abaye said, it sounds like Tanakama, who doesn't uh, differentiate between on purpose, not on purpose, and the Tanakama here is Rabbi Meir, it sounds like he holds 
that even if this jug melts while it's on his shoulder and someone slips, he's still Hayav. So Amar Le Rabbi explains in yes, even if all's left is the the handle in his in his hands and the rest of the pot melted, it's all over the place and someone slipped. Uh, as a result, he's Hayav. Meaning, even if it's an honest, still Hayav according to Rabbi Meir. And the guy asks, Am I? Why? I know, so he, he, it's an honest. The honest are Hamana Patre. And uh, if there's an honest, usually Hashem lets it go. If someone forces his way with a, with a Nara, nothing should happen to her because she was forced. And over here also, we have to say, the man was, uh, was, it was an honest, the thing melted, it's not his fault. If you want to say this is only in regards to death, when it comes to damages, you're, you're obligated to pay. But we have a bright that says, Someone's jug broke and he didn't remove the pieces. Someone's camel fell and he didn't remove it. Rabbi Meir says, You should have removed it and you didn't, you're obligated for all damages. You're not really negligent, but on the other hand, you have to move it. Therefore, in a human court, you'd be patur, but Hashem would be mechayev you. But Hachamim agreed to Rabbi Meir. If someone left a stone knife load on top of a roof, and they fell in a normal calm wind, and they damaged someone, that he has to pay. That's called being negligent. Someone putting jugs on top of the roof to dry them. If a strong, not normal wind came and blew them over and they damaged someone, he's patur because that's an honest. So you see, Rabbi Meir agrees that honest is patur even in damages. So you can't say mit kaven, it means a person had intent to put that cup or that barrel in a shoot arabim, and eno mit kaven means there was an honest. It can't mean that, so it has to mean something else. We have to try to understand what mit kaven and not mit kaven means. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem, Amen, Amen.